Welcome to Everyday Entrepreneurs Everywhere with your host, Chris Parker. And welcome back to Everyday Entrepreneurs Everywhere. This is Chris Parker, and I am talking with Timo Hacker, who is a tour operator and owner of multiple businesses in the tour business. And one of his companies is part of the startup and residence program with the city of Amsterdam. We're going to get into that, I'm sure, pretty deep, I hope, in the conversation. But before we go into the content of his different enterprises, Timo, can you share with us what is it that you do and why do you do what you do? Sure. First of all, I'd like to thank you for inviting me. Um, it's, it's, it's a good question to start with. So basically what we do, um, we run a lot of different um, activities in and around Amsterdam for tourists that are visiting. And our goal is basically to make people happy. So we do it uh, on our boats, for example, but we also give them guided tours in the city center. And we just make sure that when people travel to the Netherlands, they have fun and they uh, enjoy their holiday. And recently we started a new enterprise, but I'm, I'm sure we'll get to that uh, later. Well, before we get into the content of, of, of the businesses, and you just mentioned that one of your goals is to make people happy, which I love. Let's, let's go back to that for a bit. Mm -hmm. What is it about you and, and why is this important for you to really invest your life in? Because you're, you're, you have a couple mm -hmm. companies and you're very busy with it. So yeah. why are you doing what you're doing? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good one. Um, basically, I think um, that you should always do something you like uh, for work and for a living, because if you don't like it, you will never be great at it and you'll never be able to put full effort uh, into doing that. Um, I was thinking about six or seven years ago uh, after doing my university, um, where to go in my life. And I was thinking, what do I really like to do? And the thing that I enjoy most was and still is traveling. So going abroad and, and, and exploring parts of the world. And then I was thinking, why can't I do it in my own city? Well, of course, I'm from Amsterdam, so it, it doesn't give you the same feeling, but you can host people in your own city and you can give them the experience that you have yourself when you go abroad. Um, and that's something that I really like and, and that makes me happy because you literally lift on the positive energy of those people uh, traveling to your country. So, um, yeah, I, I hope that answered your question. Absolutely. And, and as a world traveler myself, it is always an adventure and it's always exciting. There's always, you know, highlights and memories. And mm -hmm. um, where is it that you most, like, what's your most precious destination as a traveler yourself? Like, what Ooh, is your... That's, that's a really good question. <laughs> I'm just thinking because... The first big trip I ever did was Southeast Asia when I was 19 years old, uh, just after high school. And it was the first time that I really explored different cultures. So that would be my first answer. Um, but I also went to South Africa twice. And South Africa is also a really beautiful place. So it's really hard to pick one destination. Um, for me, it's, it's also about new experiences. So... I've been to Southeast Asia now four times and I would like to go back, but I would also prefer to go now to a new place. So mm. it's really difficult to pick one uh, destination. Great. Well, something I do is 
and this might sound a bit weird, but I, I collect hard rock cafe guitar pins, mm-hmm. these little these little metal pins. I have no real love for guitar pins, but one of the, mm-hmm. what I've discovered is um, when I'm in a foreign city, oftentimes for work or something, if I can go f- get that pin, it's always an adventure because it's taking me out of the hotel, out of the conference yeah. room, you know, or, or, or mm-hmm. out of the tour or whatever I'm on into some crazy place. And um, yeah. <laughs> so, I, so that's something I do too. Uh, and so I've got a whole pile of these pins on the wall. Um, I, I you have a, if I can interrupt you, yeah. we have a similar uh, hobby. Um, for me, I've on my backpack, it's really old backpack. I think it's now almost 10 years old. I collect the flags of the country I visit. So you have those little flags you can buy in shops and then you can, um, what's the English word for it? Knit it to the backpack. Yeah, so knit it or I, sew it. Yeah. Know it exactly, and yeah. you can literally see all the destinations you've ever been to on the backpack. So I think it's a very similar uh, thing that we do. Great, I love it. So now, how have you translated this passion, this passion, into businesses? Because I know you have two, two and a half, three businesses going on <laughs> in the tourism space. Can you explain, sort of, yeah. maybe start from the beginning on how these things are continuing to evolve? Yes, sounds great. So um, we started with a company that is nowadays called We Are Amsterdam, and it's basically a tour operator. So we we provide tours and experiences, but we also resell uh, tickets for attractions in Amsterdam in the city center, for example. Um, it started small. It started like uh, friends of friends that visited, and um, and um, slowly we started to rank a bit on Google for some keywords. So we started to get a small customer base. Um, then I met my current business partner, who, who's originally from Israel. Um, after doing his Navy time in the Israeli, after doing his Army time in the Israeli Navy, he decided to move to Amsterdam and start this tourism company together with me, um, which gave us a very big base of Israeli travelers coming to Amsterdam. So that was basically the yeah the foundation of our customer base. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was after one year, a year and a half, that we started to get more and more. Uh, bookings but also requests for boat trips um we both really like boats and of course the amsterdam canals are beautiful and it's it's really nice to do a boat trip and we decided to start our own boat company on the side so that was the foundation of starboard boats and we basically became our own boat provider instead of sending all these people to other boat companies we just did it ourselves and um yeah that's actually how we started both we're amsterdam and starboard boats and um We've been growing ever since. Of course, we have a, I can't call it a small uh, down now with the corona anymore. But um, yeah, of course, it's not the easiest year for us right now. But before the start of the pandemic, we're actually doing really well on, uh, on both companies. How has the pandemic impacted you? I mean, is this, is this just been a full shutdown or is this like... Um, we're now almost one year not operational. Um, in the summer, we were slightly operational in June, July, August. So we were running our boats uh, and some of our tours with limited capacity. So, for example, 50% of the people that can usually go on the boat, we could do it now with the 1.5 meters distance. Um, but to be honest, even that wasn't that great. So. Right now, we're not operational at all because we're still in a lockdown. So uh, mm-hmm. both our boats and also the tours are not allowed to run. So uh, yeah, we're basically on hold already for almost a year right now. So one of the and tourism is basically on hold worldwide. <clears throat> but one of the things that I really recommend to visitors 
um, a few things that I recommend to visitors that, that are really in line with your work is I really recommend people to bicycle in Amsterdam, you know, because mm -hmm. you can walk, but bicycling is, it's literally a different experience. Yeah. And yeah. I also recommend that they take a boat tour in Amsterdam because if you're going down the canals, walking mm. or driving or biking and boating are all so different experiences. <laughs> and I really, I really suggest that, uh, um, that people do that. So, you know, when, mm. when we, when we unlock, you know, you come back to, we are Amsterdam and, and, uh, starboard boats and, and, mm. and get some of that. But, um, now with Strom boats and mm -hmm. Strom being the Dutch word for energy, uh, or electricity. Um, this is a new initiative that you're starting up. Mm -hmm. Can you explain the vision of that and, and how that has come to be? Yeah, definitely. Um, let me think of where to start. <clears throat> so basically, uh, all the boats that we have right now with Starboard are 100% electric boats. We believe it's very important to do business in a sustainable way. Um, and from the foundation of our company, we've actually tried to give back something to the city um, by organizing monthly plastic fishing uh, sessions. So we have a partnership with WeWork. I'm not sure if you're familiar with WeWork. Um, yeah, they're kind yeah. of a big deal. But what WeWork does is they send people um, from their buildings every month on one of our boats. And we go in the canals to fish plastic out of the water. Now, this plastic is recycled. And this way, we're trying to do something back. Um, we, me and my partner were brainstorming one day and we, we were thinking about the future of Amsterdam um, and we knew that all the boat companies um, have electric boats nowadays or most of them but we also knew that the municipality of Amsterdam we call them the Gemeente um, they would like every boat to be electric in Amsterdam by 2025 now we think that's a great initiative but we also realized that it's a big challenge to overcome because there is no charging points in the city center at all in Amsterdam. Now, if you have 5,000 uh, boats that go right now on gasoline or diesel engines, and they all need to charge on uh, electricity uh, in the near future, this can form a problem. So we started to think and brainstorm, how can we do something about it? And how can we do something for the city that's a bit more than just fishing plastics out of the canals? And we came up with a pretty creative solution. Um, we called it from woonboot to stroomboot, which means in Dutch, um, from a houseboat to an energy boat or a powerboat. And the idea we had was to use all the five thousand, um, three and a half thousand boats that are spread over the houseboats that are spread in the Amsterdam city center, and to turn them into small charging points for boats. And when I say turn them into uh, charging points, I don't mean to take down the whole house, but to use their power supply to easily create charging points on the water side. And this way you don't have to make uh, poles all over the city center like you have with the cars. Um, at least that was our idea. And we, um, we applied uh, for the Startup and Residence program of this year. I'm sure you can explain uh, also a bit about what the Startup and Residence mm -hmm. program is. Uh, then we had a selection round of a couple of months and we're very happy to hear that we actually won and we were selected for this government program. Um, and yeah, that's basically a start of Stoneboat. I love it. Um, it's so obvious, yet also so important. So 
how can you can you dive into the if it's known yet <clears throat> the the technical details meaning mm -hmm. how would someone pay so if they come yeah. up with their boat and they i guess they don't climb into the living room of the <laughs> houseboat and cash payment un <clears throat> cash payment or unplug the tv and you know and start jacking the uh the energy that way so is there yeah. a device a piece of hardware yeah. or something that is required to make all this happen mm -hmm. So basically, we're in the really in the starting phase right now. Uh, we're going to run a pilot coming summer uh, with three houseboats to test how all the yeah, technical parts work. Um, but what we have in mind, and we're actually going to start installing it hopefully within a month, is that we make a little uh, box on the side of the houseboat, and you literally plug in uh, your energy. Um, everything is connected through an app, and the app automatically measures how much kilowatt hours you use how many hours you've been parked against the houseboat, and then uh, the, trans the transactions will all be coordinated through the application. So that's the vision. And uh, this summer we're going to do a pilot and hopefully get working. Cool. And would this be a, a closed network where people would need to have their own app and account? Or is it something like New Motion or something you could use a New Motion mm -hmm. card or something else? So we're we're chill. Uh, we're still um, having these discussions with the municipality right now. Mm. Um, their vision is to um, have a, a charging infrastructure in the city that everyone can easily sign up to. So I, I think it's called uh, interoperat, but it's very difficult in English, but um, it basically means that everyone can easily join and pay and you don't have to use the app. Um, of course, we prefer uh, that people use our app, which we can possibly connect with an API to um, other payment methods. Um, but it's too soon now to make statements mm. because we're really only in the pilot phase right now. Love it. I, 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 it's, again, it sounds so obvious that um, it needs to work because I think uh, it's a problem that mm -hmm. needs to be solved. So great. So you asked me if I was going to describe the startup and residence program. And um, before I do, I want to hear it from you. Meaning, why <laughs> did you apply or, or what is it as a, as a startup that you appreciate mm -hmm. most about that program? Yeah, so it's basically a program uh, partly by the government. And what they do, they, um, I think it's eight challenges they, they uh, describe every year where local entrepreneurs can sign up with a solution uh, for those challenges. And the winning solution um, goes into this um, yearly, uh, we say Dutch trajectory. Uh, project, I think we can call it. Project schedule or, or yeah, journey exactly. project. Yeah. And what they do, they help you with achieving your goal. So our goal is to create a sustainable and efficient charging infrastructure for electric bus. But there's also other challenges like um, how can we make sure that people park their bikes more efficient, for example. And I think it's a great program. They really helped us so far and they gave us two really um, helpful business coaches. They connect us with a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of freelancers, a lot of consultants. They they connect us with a lot of connections they have in and outside of the city hall. So yeah, so far so good, and I'm really grateful to be chosen to be part of this program. Yeah, the the what I would add to that is, and again, what I call is sort of the genius of of the startup and residence program is it's not an incubator where you know, they're giving you some advice and asking for equity and things like that, but mm -hmm. it's actually a procurement process. So the, the challenges are crafted from needs of people in the city that have budget. Mm -hmm. And then there's this program of six months or so where 
the customer and the startup come together and then they have, you know sketch out the right. use case and 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 gain enough confidence that they know that they can actually solve the problem mm-hmm. and then there's an opportunity for an actual commercial deal so instead of having the startup sort of you know being fixated on raising money they're mm-hmm. fixated on solving the problem which then unlocks a commercial deal and i think that is just great you know there's other incubators um that do it other ways that are also perfect for other types of startups and things. But uh, this is, and then part of that program, of course, is there's different, um, you know, training sessions and you get coaching and mentoring and, and things like that. So would do you think you would have, what came first Stromboat or startup in residence? Meaning did you already have it in your mind or, or how did that whole thing yeah, evolve? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a bit blurry right now if I look back at it, but basically uh, me and my partner uh, were thinking on, how to come up with a good solution for uh, the electric boats to charge in the future. I'm, I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but by 2025, all private uh, boats, so leisure boats, need to be electric, yeah. which is kind of soon. And then we started to think, okay, what can be a good solution? Uh, we come up with the houseboat ID. And then I emailed the local government uh, asking, um, who do I talk to uh, if I want to suggest a, a good solution for this uh, problem? And then I spoke with a lot of different people. And in the end, um, they told me, well, I think it was eight. So in eight days from now, we have the deadline for the startup in residence. Hmm. And uh, you have eight uh, days to write your business plan and to sign up. <laughs> so that was yeah, kind of stressful because yeah. it was a very close deadline. But uh, we made it in time. And um, that's when we entered the program. So it, it, it was almost the same time frame. Cool. So it's sort of, yeah synchronicity i guess you were serendipity at things just collided at the right time um yeah, the, pro- the program is is starting well we're, we're beyond halfway um mm-hmm. there's a demo day on the 25th of march in the afternoon amsterdam time um that is available for people to join so i'm not exactly sure how but in the show notes of this we'll put some sort of contact details or at least a link to the startup and residence program so if people want to join Mm-hmm. And that is a, is a time when each of the startups will have 45 minutes to really highlight the solution that they're building with the city, as well as, you know, just their general solution and capabilities. Um, we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but what type of people would you love to see in that demo day that would really be able to contribute to Stromboat as a, I don't know, customer, mm-hmm. partner, investor, collaborator. Mm-hmm. What is it that you need to, to take this project forward? Yeah. Um, so first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm really also excited to see the other participants, to see what they come up with and what they've been doing and what their progress is. Uh, we're not the only initiative, and um, I'm really looking forward to seeing yeah what everyone uh, came up with. Um, for me, what we would need... Um, of course, the more people hear about our ID, the better. Um, it can be anyone from people within the government to also people that own houseboats or perhaps people that own private boats. As I mentioned, we're only in the start. So the more publicity, the better. We want mm-hmm. everyone in the city to know about this plan, about what yeah. we are going to do. And um, and yeah, I, I'm not sure, to be honest. Um, I'm, I'm, I am sure that it will bring good things in the future, the, this demo yeah. day. Because, um, I think that a wide audience will um, will be there. Um, 
to be more specific, I think if we could be connected towards more houseboat owners and more private boat owners, that would be perfect for us. Mm. Great. So I, if anyone's listening um, around the Amsterdam area um, or other cities that are very water-based, um, like I'm coming originally from Los Angeles, not mm-hmm. a lot of canals there. So they don't, <laughs> they don't have the problem of 3,500 you know, private boats uh, floating around. Mm-hmm. Um, or I think 3,500 houseboats and then some astronomically yes. high number of just private small sloops, you know, yes, going around. Yes, the private boats, yeah. Yeah, it's an, just an incredible number of boats floating around. Um, so if, if people are in, in the houseboat or in the private boat space in Amsterdam or another municipality, then um, yeah, please please check in. Um, I guess also if there's anyone that is going, is, you know, because you're talking about sort of distributed energy and electric mm-hmm. vehicle um, platforms and payments, if mm-hmm. anyone has insights in that, of course, uh, please reach out because you know yes, you don't do. necessarily need to uh, reinvent the wheel. If some mm-hmm. of the stuff is super cheap already, and you can just uh, you know pick it up on Alibaba and, and off you go. <laughs> We've, we're now talking to a lot of local uh, partners and suppliers, so it's ranging from electricity suppliers to hardware suppliers to energy measurement suppliers. Um, but of course, we're always open-minded to talk to anyone. I think you will uh, share my contact information. Uh, later so anyone that wants to talk to us if you have good suggestions if you have ideas feel free to reach out to me uh, in person exactly on on the the show notes page which is ebullient.com slash podcast slash timo dash hawker um your websites are there and your linkedin is there and so people can can reach out so um i I think Thank you so much for the, the explanation of Stromboat and also the startup and residence program. If people mm-hmm. are interested in um, joining that, that demo day on the 25th of March, then reach out to Timo or myself. We can both both connect you. Uh, I'd like to loop back to you as, as an entrepreneur. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really curious how have you coped with and kept your energy up during this Corona time? Because your two businesses have been shut down and yet somehow you're sitting here smiling and creating yeah. a new venture and, you know, during all this chaos. So what is, what is it that, that keeps you going? Yeah, interesting question. Um, it has been a very tough year, of course. It's, uh, it's not easy. I'm not going to lie about it. Uh, there, there's something that you've been building up for years and suddenly it's not destroyed, but it's just non-existent for over a year. So, so, so that is tough. I think the luck that I have is that I'm um, relatively young. I'm, I'm 27 years old and um most of our competitors are slightly older, especially in the boating industry. So we are filled with a lot of fresh energy. And, and that is something that you, if you would ever visit our office, you would realize that after five seconds, probably. The fact that we have such a young and energetic team really also gives us more resistance. I'm not sure if that's the correct word. And when times are tough, you just have to work a bit harder and you have to uh, be even more motivated to make sure that everything is going correctly so of course there are days that we're a bit down and we're sad about what's happening with the corona but i would say 95 percent of the times we're still very eager and we're still very excited about what the future brings love it cool well thank you so much again uh we spoke about a couple of different um uh, businesses we have uh, we are amsterdam which is yeah a bit on hold you know tour operator um and when people from abroad come to Amsterdam, I'm sure these types of tours uh, sort of pack in a lot of the highlights. And if you have a, a local knowledgeable guide, that's always um, a, a joy to have as opposed to just wandering around lost. 
Mm-hmm. I think wandering around Lost is also quite fun, but sort of do it in some sort of which <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. so, the world, it's it's also fun. Yeah. Yeah. So it's um and um and then there's uh, Starboard Bo- Boats, which is the actual uh, tour company, which I'm sure you can sign up on on We Are Amsterdam uh, once it's back up. And mm-hmm. Stromboat is uh, coming soon if you are a uh, private boat owner in in Amsterdam. And I would really, if people are interested to um, collaborate or, or benefit from that service, reach out to Timo and uh, perhaps even join the demo day on the 25th of March, um, which is online. So it's accessible from people uh, really all over, all over the world. So Timo, thank you so much for joining. I've really appreciated this. Thank you for the time. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me. And uh, it was great. And uh, let's not be strangers. Let's stay in touch. And we'll see each other on the demo day uh, for sure. Learn more at ebillion.com slash podcast.